check, check, check. Mike, check. Check, check, check. <coughs> what? I'm leaving all that in, guys. Welcome to the first Day Talks podcast. Revamped, back in action. We got my buddy Otis here with me today. Uh, Otis is my dog. He's a brown lab, as you can tell by the golden color of him. And uh, he's fantastic. He's actually three-quarter golden retriever and a quarter lab, but he looks more kind of like a lab hound mix. Um, but anyways, welcome to the podcast, Tay Talks, uh, the podcast where I say whatever the fuck I want, and uh, my mom or my dad don't even tell me what to do, and that's what I like about it. Okay, we're going to put him over there so that he doesn't keep bugging me, but if you're visually watching me on YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, Tay Talks, and if you're wa- listening to us through whatever app you're listening through us, Make sure that you follow whatever you got to do or just keep tuning in. I appreciate that as well. That's, that's awesome too. Go lay down, dude. Thanks. Um, so I've been talking about doing a podcast all day and it's 3.30 and I told I made a post on Saturday and was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast coming on Tuesday. And I like whenever I set goals for myself like that because then it really pushes me to do it and to film the podcast and to do it and just get it out there because talking is one thing that I love doing and talking is something that um, I don't know like I look at it like it's kind of a it's a really good trait of mine to be able to talk for so long because some people they aren't the best at um, you know, voicing their own opinion or speaking um, but not that people are bad at speaking I just mean like some people just don't like the heat like Brad who works for us it was actually funny this is a funny conversation we had we were sitting at lunch the other day we go to lunch every Thursday at noon because it's just like our thing, you know? So we're sitting there talking about business stuff, obviously, because it was a business lunch. Um, CRA, if you're listening, totally a business lunch, totally an expense. Um, and basically, Brad was just going on about how he's kind of the complete opposite of me, how he is very much like, he has like 45 follower requests on Instagram, which are just from, you know, videos that he's been tagged in through KWC and all this stuff. And like he says, he's like, man, I have no interest in adding these fucking people. And that to me is like the coolest contrast. And I want to get him on one of these podcasts because I want him to talk about that because we are totally polar fucking opposites with that. Like we could not be any more different than that. He is like, I don't want to be on the internet. I don't care to... He said that he thought it was weird that people want to follow him and that he thinks it's just weird. Like, like why? Like, And I get that. And, and, his, and, and what he was saying, fuck, I wish he was here to defend himself because it's kind of stupid that he's not here. He should be here. Um, we'll get him on the next podcast. But <clears throat> basically, he was just saying, like, if you're not building a personal brand or anything, then... What's the point of adding people follow you? Um, like, what's the point? And, and he's right, but I just feel like regardless of what I was ever doing, if I wasn't branding out KWC, I still would be sharing my life because I think that's the one thing that he's missing, the point of it. And like the point of, wow, we just really got into this real fucking quick. Uh, my name's Taylor White, if you've never heard of me before, um, which you probably haven't because I'm very small online. Um, I'm third generation business owner alongside my dad, David White. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Ken White Construction, and I wanted to start a podcast. Okay, there we go. Little backstory. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like I would still share my life online. And, and I think that that's purely because I fucking enjoy it. And I, 
<clears throat> like I'm not somebody who like people are always like, hey, take a break. And I'm like, take a break from what, dude? I fucking do what I want to do every single day. Like, like, and I don't mean in the sense where like, I wake up at 10 and I take a shit and then I drink coffee for four hours. No, no, no. Like, I get up and I grind and I work hard every fucking single day. And it's because it's exactly what I want to be doing. Like, I want to be working with my construction, with my baby every single day. Like, it is my baby. So, like, when people are like, take a break, take time off. That is, like, I don't look at my, like, it's not a career for me, it's a life. You know what the bad thing about doing this podcast is I can't, like, edit out these burps. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, you're just going to have to cancel me because I keep burping. But it's just crazy because how people can be so different where I'm the sense where, like, I just want to share everything with my life. And that's the whole reasoning even behind the podcast is that... I want to be totally real and authentic, like I said it in my, in my video today, because I'm actually doing Vlogmas, which I don't even care if it's fucking something people don't even do anymore, but I'm filming every single day, the entire month, putting up a video every single day, and that's going to be a fucking grind on its own, and like, I don't already sleep already, so I don't even know where I'm going to fit in some sleep, because editing takes a long time, and like today there was like, I think there's like 320 gigabytes of footage that I got to go through. Um, so it, it's going to be a grind. But like I was saying today in today's vlog, I hate calling them vlogs. In today's movie, in today's video online, I don't know what the fuck you guys want to call it. But in today's video, I was just going on talking about how, like, I like the podcast because it's long, uncut, and real and authentic. And it's the best way for people to truly understand who you are or who I am. And, and I feel like you can really connect with people on a different level. Like, I said this in a podcast before um, that's probably not even released, but like three years ago, four years ago, I would never admit that I liked watching Logan Paul and his videos because I didn't like Logan Paul because I was a maverick and the whole W thing. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm doing the whole W thing, maverick. I wasn't a maverick in the sense where like I was a fanboy of Logan Paul. I was a fan of Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul because... I love business. I have always loved business because from a very young age, my dad always put it into my brain that, you know, in life, for the world to go around every day, which is, I think, something that a lot of fucking people forget about these days is that what makes this world go around every single day is money, okay? And I know that I sound like a total asshole when I say that, and I sound like a total money pig or whatever. Like, listen... Happiness is the most important thing in life, and I'm not denying that, but money makes the fucking world go round every single day. Like, you can't deny that. Without money, without economics, there's nothing in this world. And I think that that's so important, and that was always implemented into my brain, that like, hey, you want to live the life that you want to live? Well, you got to fucking work for it, and... It, it takes being in business and it takes business. And, and that's why whenever I was consuming content, like about four years ago, before I really started my own YouTube channel, well, I started a YouTube channel not even a year ago, but like before I even thought about doing anything online, like I was just watching, watching so much content. Like I would consume so much content and I still do consume a lot of content, but I'm doing it because I'm watching it like, okay, so 
He acts like this when he's in front of the camera. Okay, so he's using these types of titles. He's using this type of, you know, thumbnails. And, and it's, it's doing that type of research in your industry. And this ties to anything, whether you're in construction, whether you want to start a startup, like you want to build an app, you want to start a security company, whatever. You got to go and find the market trends and build off that. But not to be confused with, copying other people's content, which is huge in our industry on YouTube or our genre on YouTube. There's so many guys that like, there's one or two legends of YouTube. And I'm going to go through this whole thing and not name names because I think that that's just it's not my place to sit here and shit on people, which I'm not. You make content that you want to make. And I think that that's awesome. But I think there's a lot of channels that have the opportunity to be larger and to grow larger but they're stunting their own growth because they're too caught up about trying to copy somebody else's style or actually showing their true personality. Like when I first started YouTube, people fucking hated on me. And hey, that has not changed. And I've only gotten 26,000 subscribers, but people fucking hated me at the beginning and they hated the music and they hated everything. But then over time, people start catching on. Wow, this guy's actually interesting, so we're going to keep watching. Wow, this stuff is kind of different. And that's what it takes to be on fucking YouTube. And, like, you, like I'm riding the journey right now. Like, I mean, I don't think that I'm sitting here talking like I've grown a massive following of millions. Like, I'm a micro, micro influencer online. And the thing that I have learned the most out of anybody that anyone's ever fucking always asked me, well, how do I start a channel? I want to do this. Do, some, do what you want to do. But... Relating it back to what I was saying was you can research the market. Like right now, a huge tip for YouTube is, is raw and authentic. People don't like titles. Insane car blown up. Wow. With a thumbnail with red and like, oh my God. Like if you're David Dobrik, that works. But that works because it's David Dobrik. But right now, people are clicking on like all lowercase um, titles um, stuff that doesn't look like it has that much of a production value, but it still can have that production value. Um, and thumbnails that aren't super, like clickbaity shit. That stuff is kind of through the past, like vlog, like vlog season four, episode 500. People won't click on that stuff because it's kind of just outdated now. And you know, probably some people are listening going, dude, I listen, I watch daily vlogs all the time. That's awesome. But I think that if you're trying that works for those people and you're watching them because they've been doing it probably. But if all of a sudden I just came out with a daily vlog channel and it was like uh, prank on girlfriend, it's like there's so many other people. You got Mr. Beast, David Dobrik. Um, like there's so many people that already do that so well. So why would I do that? So when people ask me about starting YouTube channels and shit, my fucking biggest thing would be do what you want to fucking do, but just don't copy other people's. Like, don't look at somebody else and be like, oh, he films himself doing construction stuff and he does this. Okay, well, that works for him, so I'm just going to do that. No, like, but it's, it's a fucking tough subject because it's like people are going to do what they want to do. And I understand that if you want to make videos like this guy then go ahead and do it. Then who am I to tell you not to do that? But all I'm saying is if you want to stand out on YouTube, if you want to stand out in life in general, you have to be different. Look at anybody who's ever became ultra successful. It's not because they copied somebody else. 
It's because they're their own person and they're weird and they're crazy. Like how many celebrities or how many famous people, even the new up and comers, depending on how in touch with you are with trends and stuff. But like, look at Lil Pump, uh, Smoke Perp, uh, all these new breaking rappers. Look at Bad Baby, the Cash Me Outside girl. Someone like her. What? But she, I, I'll be the first one to say she's fucking crazy, dude. Like, what the fuck? But can you really hate like the whole marketing ploy of her and her mom, mom going on Dr. Phil? I mean, that was smart as fuck on their part. Like the mom admits it now saying like, yeah, we went on there and like, yeah, she was a troubled kid, but we kind of just fucking played it up. And like, I think there's so much value to be learned from that girl. I don't think she understood what she did, but I think that maybe a little bit her mom knew what she was doing. And then afterwards, once it blew up, they both were like, bingo, holy fuck. This was awesome. Wow, bad publicity is actually good publicity. And that's what a lot of people run off these days. And that's what that's what I mean by being different. And I don't, I don't mean get on fucking Dr. Phil and kick the shit out of your mom. But I mean, like, just because somebody, like, whenever I first started YouTube, I had, like, blonde streaks all through my hair. And people used to call me skunk boy and what the fuck. But, hey, guess what? It gave people something to talk about. And uh, there were so many comments. When I had my mustache for November, dude, shave off the mustache. You look like a porn star. You look, it gives some people something to talk about. And that's what my biggest thing would be. Is like, don't be afraid to be different, to stand out. If you like fashion, but you're a blue collar guy, there's nothing wrong with that. That actually helps you because you're different. Like if you're, and that's the thing with, in this industry of construction on YouTube and shit, is that there's so many guys that are just all alike, you know, like literally classic what I'm wearing today, like blue jeans, a sweater, this. So as soon as some guy comes on a site, and if you're in construction, you know what I mean. If some guy comes on a fucking site, you know, listen, bumping 21 Savage, like, M's in my bank account, and he hops out, and he's got skinny jeans on, and these boots, and like a sideways hat, or backwards snapback, or whatever, he's getting judged immediately. And why? It's because people are like, oh shit, this guy's different, and we don't like that. But their brains are now attached to that guy, the psychology behind it, because he's interesting, because he's different, and people will remember him, and that's always been my thing. Whenever I meet somebody or anything, I always want to be like, if someone says my name, oh, fuck yeah, I remember him. I know that kid. He's the guy who had that fucking blonde hair, and he came up to us, and he was, you know, he was talking about YouTube and all this shit. Like, I love that, and I come from such a small town. I mean, not like small, small town, but like... I think there's like 3,000 people, but like 3,000 people and like it's a very tight-knit community. So like I stand out and I stood out and I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. So to summarize everything I just said, um, starting a YouTube channel or doing, be different, do something fucking different. And I think that that's amazing. And I think that if you're truly happy with yourself and you're doing something that you love every single day, then you will completely strive at what you want to do. And I'll be the first one to tell you that, that hard work, it pays off. Um, it really, really does. There's a lot of people who are like, man, your channel just blew up. Like, how did you do that? And, you know, like, what kind of content? I'm like, man, I made videos that I wanted to make. When people told me, this music, uh, turn off this music, it's stupid, blah. Uh, fuck this guy and his fucking music. He looks like a city slicker, blah, blah, blah. I didn't listen to those comments, nor did I delete them. I just was like, all right, well, hey, thanks for the engagement. Appreciate it. 
move on to the next. I'm just going to make another video with even worse music that I know you won't like because you're going to come back and watch the video because it's like, man, this fucking kid, he puts rap music over time lapses. Like, it's just, I think that it's just such a cool time to be in construction and online because you have this contrast of old operators um, that, you know, built this empire of blue collar workers and blew this idyllic kind of blue collar worker. And then you have guys like me that are now coming up and there's a lot of other guys online that are doing it that are like more, I don't know, like younger and bringing like style to it. And you know, that aren't just your idyllic kind of looking blue collar workers. And I think that there needs to be a voice for those guys because even being an employer of some guys who come sit down with me now and they're just like, like we had a young guy working for us this summer called Cody and he was, you know, love rap music. Um, he was trendy. He was up with trends and it was like cool to kind of relate and talk to him on the job site. And he wasn't your classic, you know, like urban you know, country person. I mean, he's obviously a country lad, but I don't know what best way to convey it, but it's just super ultra cool to whenever you're, you're different in the genre that you're in, that's what really truly makes you stand out. I think the hardest part about doing these podcasts is definitely get a dagger blade because the side is so cold. It just wants to right. have to get a dagger blade. He says, okay, three Oh X is done. Ready for pickup. Um, see, it's hard for me to get away because the grind never stops with actual business. And that would be another thing that I would love to talk about is when you're watching one of my YouTube videos, there is so much fucking more that is going on, guys, than just me fucking filming myself and whatever was done at that time. That is like the biggest misconception. It's like people will watch my YouTube videos and then they'll comment and be like, oh, this kid does nothing. He just drove around all day. It's like, okay, you saw 14 minutes of my life in a 14-hour day. So I had 14 hours, but you saw 14 minutes. And it's so hard for those people to understand that there's so much more behind it than just what I'm doing online and what you see. Like... There's so much that goes into Instagram. There's so much that goes into YouTube. There's so much that goes into keeping up relations with my current clients that I, my clientele that I have built over the past three years through being online and keeping them happy, getting that work done, making sure that work gets invoiced. One of the biggest and best things that we did this year was actually hire out Brad, who's our fucking estimator, and he did awesome. He has killed it, man. Like, he's done a great job this year. He was, it's the best hire that we've had, like, in a long time. And I'm not shitting down on my other guys. I mean, on the management side of stuff, he's the best in-office hire that we've had. And, well, I think that we've ever really had within the past, like, five years. Because he's allowed myself to free up to focus on business marketing and then free up my dad from doing what he was doing so that my dad can then just focus on stuff that he needs to focus on, which is watching hours on the guys and invoicing and getting paid for the work that we did. And, and that is crucial. And I think that a lot of people, even in the videos and online and shit, and just even, you know, talking to friends around here, they're like, yeah, but like, shouldn't you be doing the stuff that Brad's doing? And I, it just makes no fucking sense that somebody would say that to me because like, why would I hire him if I should be doing that? Like, 
I would never hire Brad and be like, okay, Brad, now market. Now, now grow our business and market it. But that just doesn't work like that because that's not what he's good at. I don't like doing estimating. I understand 100%. That's where you make your money. That's like, it's one thing to get the work, bring in the work, and then it's another thing to price it to get it, to bid it against like 14 other companies that are also trying to get this work, like a big job we're doing now for the city. Like it's winter time and there's like 14 other people bidding it. Brad has to sit there and look at his numbers and crunch and make sure that his profit margins are good enough to where we're going to make money, but also understand that there's going to be guys that are going to throw in numbers on this job that aren't trying to make money, that are just trying to keep things turning over just to keep shit busy. And there will be bids like that. Um, and I just, I'm not cut out to do that side of it. I cannot sit there and focus and, and sit at a computer for hours and look at numbers on a screen and sit there and drag and drop and click and adjust. I don't have the patience for that. I tried to do it and I just, it's not my forte. So why would I sit there and try to do something if I don't have to? And I understand that sounds very entitled to me, but I'm in a position where I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I can con contribute to the business in other ways that are actually way better because I'm good at this, but I'm not good at estimating and that, that type of shit. I don't know if I ever gave myself, myself, myself really the option to be good at estimating, but I just knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to do with the business. And I think that any business that has ever expanded or grown larger, they you hire an estimator because owning a company, owning a business, you don't really have time to do every single thing. And if you're trying to do every single thing, well, you're only going to stunt your growth. You need to be able to analyze and realize how you can scale your business by adding employees where it matters, but good hires. Like a bad hire would be like, oh, like every day when I come in, like I hate invoicing for my clients. So I'm going to hire a guy just to invoice for my clients. Well, no, that would be a total and utterly waste of money and that would make no financial sense. But in the sense where, okay, I want to start getting big commercial city jobs and growing on the commercial side of things. So I need a guy that's actually going to come in every day, look at Mercs, look at OCA, look at all these places where these big tenders go out, analyze them, find which one's fit for our business, pull the plans, go to the site meetings, come back, throw in a price, ask the right questions, see if we get the job. Like there's so much behind it that if that's what I was doing, what Brad was doing, the business wouldn't work. We wouldn't even be growing because what gets the work is the marketing. And then it's another thing to actually get the work whenever you're estimating. So we all work as a team. And I think that that's the main fucking thing with us is like why we're so good is we have an unreal team. Like Brad has been awesome. Dad is like, one of the smartest guys that I know, obviously he's like my mentor in business, but it's the team. Like we have such a great team. Like I can market and throw stuff out there and, and sell the aggregates and, you know, sell work that we do, get the clients, get them back in and then get that work to Brad. He can price it, get it out there, get the work. I can then film the work, use that as, you know, post kind of marketing from that. And then just keep fucking compounding it from there. Like, it's such a fun process building a business. But I can't, like, 
I've never had the opportunity to build a business from scratch, which I think would be something that is super cool. And it's something that I will do someday. I haven't found that one thing. I mean, if, if you look at kind of the YouTube as its own business, which I know um, maybe some people listening might not understand, but um, it is its own business, uh, YouTube. There's revenue being drawn in through AdSense and all that stuff. And it is its own kind of business. But I mean, in the sense of like, I don't know, I guess kind of like brick and mortar, like your own construction company business, starting it from scratch, which I would like to do someday is maybe grow out and do some either like a tilt and load company uh, for bins uh, or even something, you know, like it's really hard to find handymen that do like drywalling, plumbing, electrical and shit like that. And I think that it'd be so cool. Like the overhead on those businesses are just so low. Like it's incredible. And like we have to buy a $250,000 machine and then, you know, if we're lucky, rent it out for $145 an hour where it's like you have a licensed electrician, which honestly, I know that it's a lot of hours and, you know, but like what's an electrician having tools like ten dollars to $15,000 in tools and then throw them in a $10,000 van and set it up. So let's say you have an investment of tools and van at most like I'm saying startup, I'm not buying a Mercedes Sprinter van. So like, let's say 50 to 55 Canadian, then you got to pay him his hourly wage, like 40 bucks an hour or whatever it is. That's, that is still way cheaper of an overhead than buying a $250,000 machine and then finding work for that $250,000 machine where I feel like there's way more work for electricians and stuff like that right now than there is for like a shovel. Like, and the thing with the shovel, huge fucking point is like mine's over at the shop right now getting fixed and every time that it needs to get fixed it's really fucking expensive like it's getting serviced right now and that's thousands every time it goes in like it's never like oh it's a couple hundred bucks like everything with big machinery in construction is always thousands dump truck something breaks on it a thousand minimum everything is always a thousand but with i don't know it's just kind of going off on a tangent like that i just think some days that like I don't know. I think, and that's why I like this podcast because I can kind of think and just project my thoughts out on, you know, in front of you guys, for you guys listening. And maybe I help you guys out and maybe I motivate you guys to, you know, do that and start something. Take my ideas. Seriously, do it. But I think that you could really keep a handyman busy, um, like a licensed handyman busy doing that sort of thing, especially around here right now, because I'm doing renovations at my house and I had the hardest fucking time trying to find somebody. And it was just incredible. Let's move on to the Tesla Cybertruck. Ooh, touchy subject. The Tesla Cybertruck is fucking amazing. Now let's talk about Elon Musk because my girlfriend's parents or her dad and brother are like, and if your list guys are listening right now, then shout out to you guys. But I know you guys fucking hate Tesla. And I know that you guys hate Elon Musk. Because whenever we bring it up and stuff, it's always like, oh, this or that. And, which is awesome. I love having that contrast, like that conversation. Because it's just boring when everybody agrees with each other. So I think that it, that is cool. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But it's just funny because you have so like, I'm like, and I'm not denying it. Like, why did I pre-order the Cybertruck? Which I'm not, I never posted about it because I fucking pissed me off. Everybody. Pre oh, bought a Tesla. It's like, bro, it was a hundred fucking dollar pre-order. Like, you're really trying to flex on us about that? Anybody could fucking pre-order it. But anyways, I did end up pre-ordering one. And why? 
Listen, I say it straight up as it fucking is. I'm not trying to save the planet. Like, I have... I run hundreds of thousands in diesel fuel a year, and there's no way around me doing that in the business that I'm in. So, like, I'm trying to help in ways, you know, with our carbon footprint here at work with, you know, machines that burn cleaner fuel that now have DEF fluid, um, diesel exhaust fluid, and stuff like that. So there's ways that I'm trying, but, like, I'm not buying an electric truck because I'm trying to save the fucking planet. Like, I'm not. I'm buying a Tesla fucking pickup truck because... It's like, what the fuck is that thing? What is that? And that is me to a T. I fucking love it. People think it's ugly and weird and just totally fucking fucked. Then I love it. I think that that's fantastic. And that is a perfect purchase. And the fact that it's electric, has more power, it's fast as a Lamborghini, um, 0 to 16, 2.9 seconds. I think it's fucking incredible. And it's a strong vehicle. Like, he hit it with a sledgehammer. It didn't even move. Now, let's talk about the windows. Because I know a lot of you guys are going, yeah, but the fucking windows, Taylor. The windows were fucked. <coughs> well, you're right. The windows were fucked. But I'm, a fucking, I'm an Elon Musk fanboy, right? So I'm going to be the one that says, I think that it was a marketing ploy. And whether or not it was, I'm going to look stupid if Elon Musk comes out and was like, no, that totally was not. I still believe that it is, though. They were backstage, and my girlfriend's brother said, no, they slowed down the, they sped up the video that they had of them throwing stuff at it backstage. He said they sped it up. It didn't look sped up to me, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, sure it was. But I think that if you're Elon Musk and you can send a fucking spacecraft into space and automatically, autonomously dock itself to the International Space Station... There's no fucking way that you're going to send out a truck with, with unbreakable glass on stage and then end up smashing those windows. Like, there's no fucking way. I got to hit re-record here on my... Oh, man, you guys ever get those pains in your lungs? Oh, geez, that really hurts. Okay, we're recording still. We're back recording on visual. Sorry, if you're listening to me right now, I have a visual um, podcast... Like, I record myself doing this as well, and I post it on YouTube, and my camera cuts out after 30 minutes. Um, but I just think that... Where were we? Yeah, the windows. It definitely was something that was made up, because I don't think that if he ever put something on stage like that, it was to get people to talk, and I think that's the only reason. Like, I think he had something like 250,000 pre-orders in a week, or like four days, maybe even, like something crazy like that. And I think there was something like 350,000 Ford F-150 sold last year. Like, and, and like how many people though, how many people are actually gonna follow through with the pre-order that they put on? I don't know. Uh, I really don't know how many people are gonna follow through. Like let's say, I'm gonna go crazy and say like maybe 50% of people, which could be really high. I don't know. I don't know the car industry, but I feel like a lot of people, because it was a hundred bucks, they were just like, oh yeah, fuck it, sure. Why not? Um, and like that definitely was my thinking going into it, but I will be following through and getting the truck because it's just, it's electric, so it's quiet. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I can go on an app on my phone and set the inside temperature to 72 degrees. And when it's minus 40 degrees outside, I'm not like, you know, hitting the auto start on my truck and then hoping that I set the temperatures to hot the night before 
And then I got to sit there, and my neighbors got to sit there and listen to like whoa, 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 for my truck running all morning. So that part of it's nice. The part of never having an oil change or maintenance or anything ever again is really cool. Um, the fact that it is good for the environment is really fucking cool, but again, not the point as why I'm buying it. And I'm just being honest. Um, I think that, you know, I'm definitely someone who does believe in climate change. Oh, hopefully I didn't piss too many people off by saying that. But yes, I do believe in climate change. I mean, you can't just say that it's not true because, like, I mean, we literally are just putting a bunch of emissions into our, like, atmosphere every single day. So don't really know how people say that it's not true. Um, but, again, I'm not as far, you know, green as saying, like, oh, like, I'm, you know, going to, you know, flush my piss down the toilet and I'm going to clean it and redrink that for drinking water because we need to save the earth. If that's your thing, again, that's awesome. These are my views and my opinions. But, um, so I think that that's cool that it's good for the environment. I think that that's really cool. Um, the fact that it'll be able to drive itself. So if I'm going to Toronto, which is a nice drive, um, or if I'm driving anywhere really, um, I think within the next five years, it'll be able to full capable um, self-autonomously drive, if I'm saying that right. Um, that part of it is really fucking cool as well. There's just so many kind of different aspects of it that are just so different. Um, and the fact that like you can run 220 on it, uh, there's a built-in air compressor. And he said that there's going to be a crazy amount of accessories for it, which I'm really pumped. And the ATV that they actually kind of like teased at the end is going to be an option. You won't be able to purchase the ATV on its own, but you'll be able to uh, use it as an option. Which, do I need an ATV? No. Am I going to get that option? Probably not. But, you know, three years from now is probably when we'll see it. Um, my life might be different three years from now, so maybe I will get the ATV. But I'm currently trying to sell my ATV um, because I don't need it. Uh, I don't use it. I, like, I have so many op times to use it every single year. And I have a nice bike. It's a Can-Am 800. It's nice. It's got power steering. It's beautiful. Um, and every time I get on it, I'm like, this is why I didn't sell this. I fucking love this thing. But I don't need it. It's one of those things where it sits and I pay insurance on it monthly and I pay a ridiculous amount of insurance because I was a bad driver when I was younger and I like going fast and I like hitting things. And uh, that could be a podcast for another day talking about my past. But, you know, it's one of those things where it just sits. So I don't think that I'll be getting the ATV. Although, again, three years from now, like, I couldn't even tell you what I'm going to do a week from now. So, I don't know. But, to summarize that, Tesla truck is really fucking cool. Um, I feel like for him to break into the, like, you know, however many billion dollar market the truck market is in North America, he had to do something like that. You, like, I'm, so, like, the most sold truck, uh, and I'm stealing this right from MKBHD, the most sold truck is a Ford F-150, and then the next five vehicles under that that are most sold are all trucks that look like the Ford F-150. And uh, Marquez, Marquez Brownlee was so right when he said that. They all look the same. So, like, if Elon Musk came on stage with something that looked even somewhat like a pickup truck that we see today, would he have gotten 250,000 pre-orders in, like, 72 hours? Probably not. He's getting people to buy that truck that don't even need a truck. And, and there's people that are online saying that, 
Like, they're like, I don't need one, but like, it's so different and cool looking. How could you not want that? And I think that that's what his plan was. His plan was to do something that was just totally different. And it was either going to go terribly wrong or terribly well. And it went terribly well for him with the pre-orders. Again, how many people were going to follow through? I don't know. But I think he fucking killed it. He, he really killed it. He got that shock value. He got people talking. It was a smart business move. You can't go into, uh, you know, I think it's like, a, however many, I forget how many billions of dollars the truck market is. I'm going to shoot low and say six billion a year. I don't know. I shouldn't even co comment on that because I don't know. But how do you go into such a large market and then Tesla comes out with a truck that looks like a Ford F-150, but like more round and no front grille? Like, and just runs on battery. It would just look like a Rivian. Like, the Rivian electric truck was so cool to me before the cyberpunk truck came out. Because it was like, okay, well, the, the Rivian is just a pickup truck, but it's electric. Which is cool if you just, if you are classic and you like the look of, you know, a regular pickup truck. And then you just want electricity to power it. Um, but for me, it was like... If I'm buying something electric or if I'm buying a truck, like I'm going to buy the fucking thing that nobody has or that when it goes down the road, people are going to look and be like, what the fuck is that? Like he's going to get a matte black edition on it. And I think that a matte black edition of that with our decals on the side of it for our business, it'll be like, what the fuck is that? Now, um, the guy who we buy all our toys off is not going to love hearing that, but um, the fact is, you know, Tundra is talking about coming out with a hybrid that has electric motors on all wheels, which is great, but it looks like a pickup truck, and I'm a millennial, I'm an entitled millennial, <laughs> and I don't want that. I want a truck, if I'm buying something, that is actually reasonably priced, you know, the same price as a Tundra, a brand new Tundra, I would rather have the Cyberpunk truck, because it's so different, and it drives itself. Will the Toyota drive itself? Probably not. Like, we've been waiting so long in Tundras, and I love my Tundra. Listen, I'm not shitting on Tundra. I think Toyotas make the best truck out there. But their technology has been, like, fucking brutal. And they're Tundras. They don't have any Apple CarPlay or anything like that. Like, how do you not have that yet? It is such a pain in the ass. Like, their GPSs are like, and if you're listening to this right now, I'm moving my hand in, like, blocks. Like, it, like, jitters. Like, it, like, staggers, like... You are going to Elgin Street. And it's like, what? <laughs> My iPhone doesn't even sound like that. So it's just frustrating that their technology is kind of behind on that. But I wasn't even planning on talking about all that stuff. I just wanted to get a first podcast out there so that everybody could listen. And uh, hopefully that you guys did enjoy the podcast. I don't know how long I've been at right now, but I don't want to talk for too long and bore everybody. And you're going too long. Dude, you've been going on for over half an hour, which I easily have done um but yeah guys i'm looking forward to having people on the podcast that share different views and opinions because that's definitely one thing that i love like love 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 is having that contrast like i said with like my girlfriend's dad and brother they're so different with the way that they think sometimes that that's what makes it so interesting like that's what keeps the world interesting if everyone thought the same it's just so fucking boring like with instagram even there's so many people on Instagram that tell you, this is how you get popular on Instagram. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. No, everyone's got their own fucking different views. Like, 
I see it completely different than some other guy might see it. And that's the type of things that I want to have on the podcast, not talking about Instagram and stuff like that. But like, you know, like I want to have somebody who thinks completely different about that. Or like, I think it would be really cool to bring somebody on that doesn't like the YouTube channel and, you know, wanted to talk about that or somebody who anybody like anything. If you're somebody listening to this, it's like, damn, I'd be really good on that podcast. I want you to reach out to me, email me, taylor at kwconstruction.ca. I'll put that uh, in some information. You'll be able to find that. But Taylor at kwconstruction.ca. Reach out there. And I want to get people on the podcast. But I'm going to continue doing podcasts by myself as well. Because I think that that's still a really cool format. I feel like some people are still interested in that. Um, but yeah, I would really love to go down to Con Expo in March. Well, we are going down to Con Expo in March. North America's largest construction expo. And there's going to be a lot of people there that I would really love to not meet up with, but like do something with. Like I'm not someone who likes going out and partying and going out for dinners and shit like that. I think that that, those are massive waste of time. If I want to meet or talk to somebody or do something productive, uh, I like to work out or in the form of a podcast or make content. Do something that's kind of useful like that. I'm not a partier. I'm not someone who wants to sit there and go drink beer and talk to somebody to get to know them. Um, I just, that's just me. I don't, I just don't agree with that kind of, uh, not drinking and stuff. I don't give a fuck if you drink. I've done lots of that in my life, but I just like doing other things, you know, when you're meeting somebody like, Hey, let's go for a run early ass in the morning when everyone's sleeping with weight vests on and let's run to the top of a fucking mountain and then talk for 10 minutes and then run back. Like that creates such a stronger bond. Like whenever you physically exert yourself with somebody, you know, it sounds like I'm just talking about fucking, but that <laughs> really brings people close together when you have sex. <laughs> no, but there's something about working out and like just, I don't know. I find that it really like you can really connect with somebody if you're just like, you know, pushing through that workout and you guys get it done together. Then it's like, fuck yeah, like we hit that hard workout that one time and we did that. You're a cool guy. I want to keep going and. And growing a relationship from there. I think that that's a really interesting way to grow a relationship. But I just blabbed on for another five minutes and I didn't mean to. Thanks for tuning in to today's Stay Talks podcast. Make sure you guys are listening to us wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts. I'm not sorry about my language. And if I offended anybody, I am deeply, deeply not sorry. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next one, which will be probably Friday. Bye.